Welcome to Ho Yeah Podcast. Hello, Amy. Hello, listeners. How is everyone this week? Hello, Jackie. I'm tired. Yeah, we just watched um, a lot of videos of uh, Magic Mike XXL, so Mm. we're very out of breath. If we sound out of breath, that's why. (laughs) I mean, I'm tired because I'm so busy, but also I'm tired because that was sexually exhausting. (laughs) Yeah. By the time the video ended, we were just like, oh. (laughs) (sighs) Had goosebumps. I was just like ready to plow. That's right. Anyway. Uh, Hello, everybody. Hi. So we're recording again. I don't know when this is going to come out, though. How's your week been? Busy. Yeah. Me or them? You. (laughs) Oh, okay. Busy. Mm -hmm. Really fucking busy. I'm so tired. I know you are. I'm so tired. Amy works every day of the week. Uh, Yes, I do. And I got to go work at a farm tomorrow. And I, I went to a notary class today. I had to do it in person. In person, and it was eight hours. How dedicated is is Amy to this podcast? Getting her notary license, just like Peggy. <laughs> no, I'm uh, an idiot, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? You know what job? If you want to pay for it, I would love to take a notary class." Uh, not realizing, and they that, followed through, with and it. they followed through. They and called like, your bluff. Mm. Oh, whoops. Okay, well, I guess I'll do it. And it was as boring as it sounds. Um, oh, I can't wait to get so many things notarized. Oh, I will. And the thing is, is they really drive home about how moral and upstanding you have to be. And I'm like, hmm. (laughs) I was like, maybe I'm not the person for this. (laughs) I don't know what, if, if you guys, if, if you all have any ideas on, um, how the best ways for Amy to abuse this position please write into hello at hoyapod.com and let us know we would love to hear what your fun ideas might be (laughs) right yeah uh i did tell a friend about it and they were like wait a second aren't you supposed to be like trustworthy (laughs) i was like excuse me (laughs) and then i heard all the things that they were like here's all the things that like you have to be like or that could get you like not disbarred but uh, your your notary stamp revoked. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I do a lot of those. <laughs> like, All right, well. <laughs> All right, anyway. So, so, yes, I'm tired. But you know what? Hmm. We're here. Yeah. Oh, and you know what else? Hmm. Tomorrow is a very special someone's birthday. Oh. It's mine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's Jackie's birthday tomorrow. And by tomorrow, I mean Sunday, February 27th. That is correct. Jackie, how old are you going to be? 36. (laughs) Just fucking with you. (laughs) I know. I have other friends that are turning 36. And they're just like, it's interesting having a birthday when one of your parents is in hospice. Because people are just like, 
isn't this so fucked up that we're turning 36? And I'm like, it's not the worst thing. It's definitely not the worst thing. You know what? It's okay. It's not the worst thing. <laughs> Take it from me. Yeah, it's, not, it's okay. Things, I'm not, things could be worse. It's not the biggest thing on my on my um, list right now. Anyway, are we ready for show? Yes, please. Oh, here we go. You want to go first? Sure. All right, go for it. All right. I am doing an iTunes review this week week uh, i'm sorry amy almost spit up on herself it's an apple remember. podcast review oh. <laughs> okay and my review um the review i'm featuring comes from bondi and bowl oh bond bond and yeah bond and bowl bond bondi bondi andy bowl bondi andy bowl yep um, and the subject says, the only way to road trip. And the body says, it's of course five stars. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And the body says, I'll start by saying I'm pretty anti-podcast. I've never found a podcast that I can actually listen to without zoning out and feeling like I'm listening to two strangers have a conversation that I'm not a part of. That said, I love this podcast. Yeah. I drove 11 hours from Florida to Virginia this past weekend and listened to Amy and Jackie the entire time and wow. laughed the whole way. Yay. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you for letting me fly with you on your beautiful hot dog wings. <laughs> on your beautiful hot dog wings. Keep up the good work. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, so I'm going to also do an Apple podcast <laughs> review. And uh, this is from Robles 6- And then of course the, title gets cut off but i assume this is what the whole thing says who needs drugs when they have this podcast is what i'm assuming oh i don't know if that's what it says but I bet it does and the body says best part of my hour daily drive besides waving at the cows oh awesome these ladies are hilarious along with being smart and insightful of a show i grew up on and keep in the background of my adult life just listen to Kill a Ladybird and all the freaky deaky deets. Can't wait to listen to more. Oh, that's a good one. That's our tequila episode. That is. Tequila Ladybird. Tequila Ladybird. Can you believe that worked out just so perfectly? I know. Tequila so Ladybird. So thank you so much. Robles. Robles 66987. Thank you. All right. So shout outs done. Oh, yeah. Are we ready to get the the episode? <laughs> <Give me laughs> yeah, sure. How are you? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, of course, today we're doing season five, episode 12. Mm-hmm. Now, who's the dummy? Air date, February 18th. Uh-huh. Close 2001. We're pretty close, yeah. And this um, episode was written by Johnny Hardwick. Oh, right on. Yeah. All right. So it starts out, we see the guys, they're watching golf. Yes. Something boring. Yeah, very boring. And Bobby's just like, hey, dad, you know, I'm getting ready to go perform for some old people with my class or something. Mm-hmm. I'm doing Froggy Wedding Courtin. And Hank's just like, I'm busy watching golf. Mm-hmm. Good luck to you, whatever. And Bobby is on his way. Right. Get up. You're blocking the screen. Yes. Please move. 
whatever, fine. <laughs> Great. Good luck. Uh-huh. So Hank and the guys are at his house watching golf and we cut to Bobby and he's wearing his best Sunday, Sunday best suit. He is. Yep. And he's with a group of his peers mm-hmm. and he's singing Froggy When Important, but he's very much like the lead. Yes. The star. Um, he's just got so much razzmatazz. He's performing the hell out of Froggy Went and Courtin. <laughs> Is there any sort of significant history behind that song? I have no idea. I didn't even know it was Froggy Went a Courtin. What did you think it was? I actually have no idea. Froggy Went Accordion? Accordion? <laughs> Something. I don't know. Froggy, Froggy Went Accordion. Went accordion. And, uh-huh. 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 That's it. Well, I don't know the rest of it. Froggy Went Accordion and he, he did... did bride <laughs> oh <laughs> i don't know uh-huh god damn it all right i'll look it up just real quick <laughs> so it's froggy went to Courton and he did ride mm-hmm, that is the correct okay. but something about a pistol you said sword and a pistol by his side mm-hmm. so what does Courton mean well it it goes on to say he rode up to miss mouse's door mm-hmm he rode up to miss mouse's door okay uh, where he'd often been before. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm, naughty. So maybe he's courting Miss Mousy. Okay. Uh, he said, Miss Mousy, are you within? Yes, sir. I sit and spin. Oh, oh. My <laughs> oh my God. Hey, Mousy, are you with it? He took <laughs> Miss it? Mouse upon his knee, oh. said, Miss Mouse, will you marry me? Without my Uncle Rat's consent, I wouldn't marry the president. Uncle Rat, he laughed and shook his fat sides <laughs> to think his niece would be a bride. Then Uncle Rat rode off to town to buy his niece a wedding gown. Oh, oh where will the wedding supper be? Way down yonder in the hollow tree. So it, it seems to be telling a whole story. That is story. a huge fucking... Those are a lot of lyrics. <laughs> yeah. If wow. You, but it's actually not that many if you take out all of the mm-hmms. <laughs> Um, but we're, it's a 10 second song without the mm-hmm's. So it's basically, all right, I might, there are only like six lines left. So the next to come was the bumblebee played the fiddle upon his knee. The next to come was a little flea danced a jig with the bumblebee. <laughs> the next to come was Mrs. Cow tried to dance, but didn't know how. Oh, now Mr. Frog was dressed in green. Sweet Miss Mouse looked like a queen. Oh, and slowly walked the parson rook. Under his arm, he carried a book. They all gathered round the lucky pair, singing, dancing everywhere. Then Frog and Mouse went off to France. That's the end of my romance. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's so sweet. Isn't that sweet? That's really sweet. That's actually really sweet. So Froggy did go a courting. Oh, those should be wedding vows. That was written by somebody named Tex Ritter. Sounds right. Yeah. I love that. That's precious. Really precious. All right. I'm glad we looked that up. Okay. So Bobby is singing this precious song (laughs) to this group of elderly folks at a nursing home. Who would love, yeah, who would love it, right? Of course they would. It's like so down homey and folksy. Yeah, yeah. They'd be like, no, this is like real music, of course. Right. Um, Not that future music, the Beatles, where they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's not music. She loves me. Okay. Yeah. Way to be subtle. Okay. <laughs> Hippie. All right. So, Bobby Bob, Bobby performs this concert with his classmates, 
And at the end, he catches the eye of an elderly gentleman there. And his name is Jerry Popper. And Jerry's just like, Bobby, you have, you have it. You have the stuff. Take it from me. I'm somebody who was in show business. I had a whole show designed around me and my co-star, Chip Block, a.k.a. a ventriloquism dummy. Hello, terrifying. Oh, he doesn't like the term dummy. No, 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 no. What does he call him? An action figure? No. <laughs> um, no clue. Cannot remember. Why would you bring it up? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I do remember that. He, he was like, he's not a dummy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up in listener comments. Please, God. Please, God. All right. So Jerry and Jerry kind of brings Bobby back to his room and he's like, this is where I live. This is my room in the nursing home. It's <laughs> kind of a nightmare because the nurse always steals from me. I know she does. <laughs> I think that you're like, Bobby catches the eye of an older gentleman and he brings him back to his room. <laughs> well, he does. <laughs> And he's like, Bobby, I want you to meet someone. And he brings out Chip. And he's like, this is Chip. And you know what? I want you to have Chip. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Chip, don't argue with me, all right? <laughs> he's talking to Chip like he's a real person. Right. Between that and the accusing the nurse of stealing from him, we're maybe not so sure of how stable right. Jerry is right. mentally. He's in a nursing home. He right. thinks the nurse is stealing from him. And he's talking to a wooden figure. Right. Nay, dummy. Don't tell Chip that. Sweet, sweet, sweet. sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All day, all night. It's all good. This is how I tell stories. (laughs) Full body. (laughs) So Bobby takes this dummy home and he's like, this is my new gimmick. I'm working with this dummy. And Chip is described as this all-American guy. Mm -hmm. He's wearing a letterman's jacket. He has the nerdiest 50s haircut. I think he might even have freckles. Yeah. And green eyes. (laughs) <laughs> we can't all have beautiful blue eyes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> He's a first class nerd. Yeah. And he looks like a dummy, which and we all agree is terrifying. Yeah. And he's not going to bang until he gets married. Oh, he was very explicit about that. Yeah. Oh, okay, nerd. Yeah. It's a bummer. <laughs> But uh, Bobby really takes on the role of this young all-American jock dummy. Um, mm-hmm. He even like does all of this studying on sports and sports stats. And he's practicing his labial sounds, which <laughs> I was so proud of as a speech therapist. I know. Working on your labials. And he's really putting the work into making this act work as himself as Bobby who doesn't know anything about sports and his partner Chip who knows so much about sports and he's kind of testing out the dummy on Hank Mm. who at first is just like oh my god my son is playing with dolls right he's like slamming beers yeah over it he he has to like slam a couple beers before he could finally admit to the guys right my son plays with dolls and he said labial yeah So at first, Hank is not on board with this, but Bobby's kind of testing out his sports 
slash chip material with the guys while they're watching baseball. And Bobby's doing such a great job. Anything he says, it's just like, no, Bobby, you don't get it. But then when he talks through Chip, Hank is like, you know what? You make a lot of good points, Chip. That's pretty good. You know, you're kind of right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And by the end of this baseball game they're watching on TV, Hank is like shaking Chip's hand and he's like, it's good to know you. I'm glad to- like a full on like chest bump with him. Oh my God. I wrote down- I'm already creeped out by this dummy, but watching yeah. Hank chest bump with this dummy was spine tingling. <laughs> <laughs> it was so gross. <laughs> so Hank is slowly getting used to this dummy. Meanwhile, in a sort of B plot, we're seeing that. Dale is having a very visceral reaction to this dummy. Oh, yeah. Not a positive one at all. The second he sees this dummy, he is troubled. Mm -hmm. It's bringing up a lot of uh, childhood trauma. He's, he's, it's just very distressing to him. Mm -hmm. And I love whenever there are distressing moments in King of the Hill, we get a lot of really good animation. Truly. Really, really good stuff. The colors are so good. Like, the proportions are really fucked up and weird. It's, like, upsetting. Yeah. You always feel small. Yep. Um, It it kind of harkens a little bit to Beavis and Butthead because there was so much crazy stuff. I I always, like, think of uh, the uh, Beavis and Butthead Do America movie because I think there's, like, one... I haven't seen it in so long, but I think there's one scene where maybe they're tripping in the desert or they're so dehydrated and there's just so much wild animation and King of the Hill is very grounded. It's very realistic. Mm -hmm. And so whenever they have these crazy moments, it really stands out to me. And whenever you, whenever Dale sees this dummy, the camera zooms in on him, the back fades to like magenta, the background, we see flashbacks of his, childhood with his parents Mm -hmm. and they're kind of purple colored a little bit it's all and they're like way the their figures are way bigger yeah it's very cool and they're menacing and like all of the they're like at a birth at his birthday party and all of the kids there have like these massive mouths that are like laughing really wide and they all kind of look menacing too those mouths are so scary yeah they're not and they're laughing but it's not like a ha ha we're having a fun time it's like a ha ha we're laughing at you kind of thing it's scary yes yes you feel very unsafe yes it reminds me of um those paintings by who's that americana painter norman rockwell oh wow you think of him for those all of his paintings the people in his paintings are what the people look like in all of my nightmares that's amazing terrifying but all right so uh that's what dale is experiencing whenever he sees this dummy he's having these intense flashbacks and he's very very upset Mm -hmm. hank has finally warmed up to chip so much that he's like chip why don't you come golfing with us? Bobby, you come too. Yeah, I guess. Bring your hand. Yeah. (laughs) And so they go golfing and Bobby is really in character. Almost too much so because everything that Chip says, Hank is just like, great point, Chip. And everything Bobby says, Hank is just like, well, I don't know if you really know what you're talking about. <laughs> right, Chip? Oh. 
And then Bobby is so in character that as Chippy's just like, that's right, or whatever. I know. And Hank even like tussles Chip's hair. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if I've ever noticed that before, but I noticed that and it literally made me just go, oh no. Like, I know. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. <sighs> um, Hank is really taken with this all-American piece yeah. of wood. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. And Bobby's even like to the point where he's as Chip making fun of himself yeah. along with Hank. Yeah. And just kind of playing that part. Yeah. At one point he even says as Chip, he's just like, oh, actually Bobby came up with that idea that you mm-hmm. like so much. And then Hank is just like, you're too modest, Chip. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. I'm sure he did. <laughs> It's like everything that this doll is saying is coming from Bobby. I know. Don't you understand how dolls work? He's so desperate for a son that he can relate to that he's willing to just believe that Chip Block is a real kid. Yeah. (laughs) And, And I think, you know, I kind of don't like that he's making fun of Bobby with this dummy. Yeah, of course. I don't, I don't like that, but... We come to a point where in the night, mm. drama, picture darkness, huh. scary. Oh. Everything's already a little bit scary because there's a dummy yeah. there. Yeah. But then a disappearance, a mystery. <laughs> what happened? An open window, <gasps> curtains blowing. What is it? Who? Why? <laughs> Who's missing? It's Chip. In the night, he was taken. Why? Who? How? What? We come into a room, Bobby's room, and there is, the only thing we know is that Chip is missing. He was taken in the night. He was kidnapped. He was doll-napped, whatever. (laughs) And Hank and Bobby are just like, oh my God, what happened to him? They look up. They see that Bobby's window is wide open. The curtains are blowing. It's obvious somebody came into the room and took Chip. Mud mud prints everywhere. This person literally stepped in dog shit and walked all over all of the Bobby's evidence, room. All of the evidence in the world. They left it. Hank and Bobby follow the trail, the very evident trail. <laughs> and it leads them to whose house? Dale's. Mm. And what do we see? We see that it's fucked. It is fucked. We see that Chip has been tied to a block, uh, like a um, a piece of lumber. He's been blindfolded. I think an gagged. Ass, a gag. <laughs> blindfolded, gagged. Yes. Well, oh, I'm sorry. I'm missing a whole part. Okay. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. So okay. whatever. I'm just going back. Yeah. So <laughs> Dale is so troubled by this doll, he hires an assassin. <laughs> yeah. He's so troubled by this doll. He's like, I need you to take someone out for me. <laughs> and he hires Octavio, which apparently is our first time seeing Octavio. Is it? A- according to uh, King of the Hill Wiki, which I was believe. wrong on several points. Oh, see, well, I'm like, I believe you. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it tried to tell me that this is the first time we ever see uh, Dale's dad, but it's not. It's not? Because we see him briefly in a flashback, I think, in Order of the Straight Arrow. Oh. Like when right. it flashes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, So we already can't trust that website. Yeah, true. But according to that website, it's the first time we see Octavio. They also 
say that Octavio is voiced by Mike Judge. Is he in this first episode though? Because he doesn't sound like Danny Danny Trejo. Trejo. Trejo, yeah. Well, that's I checked somewhere else and it said that he was voiced by Danny Trejo in this episode. Okay, but who knows? I'm just putting that out there. I right. read two different things. Okay, so he hires Octavio to take out this dummy, <laughs> but oh. then. <laughs> And Octavio is doing a great job. He's yeah. like trailing this dummy. He's sitting in his car. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's, he's trailing, trailing this dummy. dummy. Yeah. He's sitting outside of Hank's house. He's got binoculars. He's got a recording tape. He's just like, I'm watching the dummy. Right. This timestamp. This is what I'm seeing. Blah, blah, blah. But meanwhile, Dale is trailing <laughs> Octavio. Dale is trailing Octavio because he's so suspicious and he's just like timestamp 12 whatever whatever time it is I just saw Octavio talking into a tape recorder and that's evidence so he can no longer be trusted so I need to get rid of Octavio and we see Dale go to (laughs) we see Dale go to the hardware store and he talks to the guy and he's like here's what I need I need a gag I need uh, chloroform (laughs) and I need duct tape. (laughs) Right this way, sir. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so when Hank and Bobby make it to Dale's house, we see that he has duct taped and bound and gagged Chip. It's so fucked. It's so fucked. And he's tied him to this big giant wooden plank and he's putting him into this wood chipper. And- a Fargo. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. Oh, yeah. And Steve Buscemi. That's it. Well, wasn't he the one that went through the Maybe. wood chipper? I do- all I know is that he was in it and then somebody went through a wood chipper. I think it was, I think it was him. I, b- I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Well, he couldn't keep his mouth shut. Oh, there you go. And neither could Chip. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That's true. That is true. Yeah. So uh, Hank and Bobby run to Dale's house. And before they can reach Dale, they watch in horror as he puts Chip through a wood chipper. It is so violent. That is, that's, I mean, imagine being an 11, 12 year old boy and you're something that you've come to kind of believe is real. Going through a fucking wood chipper. Amy, Bobby shouldn't be allowed near Dale. He's already kidnapped him and tied him to a tree in the woods and tried to drink his blood. Right. He shouldn't be allowed near Dale anymore. Dale is an unsafe adult. Not not safe. He is not safe. No, no, no. It should be like you're only allowed around Dale if if Nancy is there. Or if if Hank is present. That's right. But Hank has also been susceptible. Okay. All right. He was also tied up. Well, (laughs) here Dale is traumatizing Bobby again by wood chipping this dummy. And they watch in horror as Chip is destroyed in this violent way. And then Dale laughs at them. And he's like, (laughs) good luck putting this dummy together because I also put a chair and a table in here. A toboggan. A toboggan. (laughs) Two chairs and a toboggan. So good luck. You'll never get this dummy back together. <laughs> oh, shit. And it's also a vintage dummy. Like one of the originals. Gross. 
All right, all right. I hate all of it. (laughs) So, uh, Bobby and, well, Hank, more than anyone, is so upset by this. He's like, oh my God, no, Chip, this was my lifeline to my son, and now it's gone. Right. Meanwhile, Bobby's like, maybe this isn't the worst thing because Chip was kind of getting in the way of my relationship with my father. Right, right. And he tries telling Hank this, you know, like, maybe we don't need Chip. But Hank is like, you know what? We don't need Chip. And Bobby's like, okay. And then (laughs) Hank's like, because we can make our own better Chip. (laughs) You need the real frat Nick. And you know how I love a project. (laughs) And you know how I love wood. (laughs) And so he starts making all these designs and plans to make a new better Chip. And it's kind of coming off a little bit like the son I always wanted. Of course. Right? It's, I mean, even more so than the other chip. That's chip right. one. And even Peggy's just like, mm-hmm. this is, maybe instead of working on this design, <laughs> you can go like throw a football with Bobby. And right. Hank's like, don't you get it? I need this dummy so I can hang out with Bobby. Oh. This is what I need. And Peggy's like, do you? Um, (laughs) But he's like, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Peggy's like, you could be spending more time with your actual son instead of building this idealized version of your son. And at first Hank is like, no, it's not an idealized version. This is how I'm going to communicate with my actual son. (laughs) Using puppets. Yeah. And Peggy's just like, well, while you're at it, you could just build your ideal wife. How about that? Hmm. Right. And Hank has some time to think on this. And after this talk, they still don't see him for a little while. They're like, all right, he's still working on his dummy. Mm -hmm. But then when he reveals his dummy, it is not this ideal, hyper athletic, hyper masculine dummy. It is a brand new dummy that looks just like Bobby. He did make his ideal son because it's Bobby. And it looks just freaking like Bobby. It really does. Just a very smaller version of him. Yeah. It's perfect. And he's like, here, I made this as your replacement chip and look how beautiful it is because you're beautiful and I love you. Um, (laughs) It's really, really sweet. No. Um, and then the last thing we see, and this is during the credits, we see Dale in his basement, and <laughs> he is, I think he's calling Octavio or leaving a fake message, and <laughs> he's trying to say, like, oh, you know, somebody who claims to be Dale Gribble <laughs> tried to fire you, obviously. He's just trying to worm his way out of yeah. something, mm. and then his alarms go off, and he looks on his monitor, and he's looking at all his different cameras and there's nothing there nothing there nothing there where could this alarm be coming Mm -hmm. from it finally cuts to the last camera image and it's just a close-up of the new dummy (laughs) and he screams and he chloroforms himself (laughs) and that's the end of the episode so i i will say real quick very good before we cut to patreon shout outs i will say he did um you think like oh he's buying the chloroform because he's gonna like not just fire octavio he's gonna murder him maybe i was thinking he was gonna chloroform chip because he's insane i fully thought he was like 
I got to get rid of Octavio. I can't trust him. <laughs> he immediately went and bought a gag, duct tape, and chloroform. And then what, and I was like, oh, he's going to use this on Octavio? What a psycho. And then what he ends up doing is he uses the duct tape and gag on Chip. And then when Hank sees him, Hank's just like, what the hell? And Dale's like, good luck catching me. And then he immediately chloroforms himself <laughs> and passes out. It's the perfect crime. The end. Yay! Yay! This episode of Ho Yeah Podcast is brought to you by... Joe, Joe, what do you know? Joe, blow, blow, glow, glow, and a Joe. Hey, Dave, Dave P. David, where do you pee? <laughs> Ray, Ray, Ray B. Ray, and uh, hey, blay, blay, glee, glee. Kim J, Kimberly J, Kimberly J, hey, hey, yeah, babe. babe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our Patreon. Everybody, 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 Blatreon. <laughs> <laughs> everybody, 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 Patreon. Woo! All right. So, Amy, tell me your favorite parts, your favorite quotes, moments from the episode. Okay. Do you have anything? I yeah, I sure do. Let's pull them up, huh? Okay. All right. <clears throat> I don't. I don't have a whole lot. Because mm-hmm. lately I've just been really enjoying the episodes, you know? This is kind of um, a pretty straightforward episode. Right. There aren't too, too many things going on. There's not really a B-plot. I think maybe technically the Dale thing is a B-plot, but it's still very much involved with the main, like, thing going on. Yeah, so, it's very tight in. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know if it's really a B-plot. All right. So, um... I thought it was funny when Hank got really upset when Bobby said labials, um, but <laughs> because it sounds like labia, but of Jackie, what are labials? Labials are sounds that you make with your lips, like a puh, that's your lips and letting out a breath of air, and a B is the same thing, but you turn your voice on, and then wah, wah. And I think those are all technically all of, oh no, muh, muh. Your <laughs> labials, like yep. That's cool. Okay, so those are labials, not labia. Those make different sounds. <laughs> all right, so I really love, you know, we don't get a whole lot of Peggy, but we get some good Peggy. Mm-hmm. And when Peggy is trying to teach Bobby a little bit about, uh, you know, sports, right? So... I think he was mentioning baseball, so she's just like, whoa, hello. I got you, because I'm a softball champ. Mm-hmm. And what she pulls out is like a framed <laughs> newspaper clipping. Uh, the title says, Hill Upsets Belton, and it's got this amazing picture of Peggy just like ripping a softball. Yeah. But it's written by Peggy Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes, it says, it's right underneath, it says, by Peggy Hill. How smart is that? I love it. Oh my God. Fucking hysterical. I don't even know if it's actual newspaper clipping or if she just like mocked it up and then printed it out. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. I will tell you, Will, um, 
the last time Will was in Florida, he got this clipping from the newspaper from when he was a little kid. And it was an article about um, where he and his sister were interviewed <laughs> about this area of shrubs that were like chopped down to build a complex. Mm-hmm. And it was him and his sister and they were just like, birds lived there. Oh. And then it was written by him and his sister. <laughs> Wait. How? They just wrote this tiny thing, submitted it, and they printed it in the paper. Oh, that's so precious. Yes. <laughs> that's so precious. So I think you could maybe just write your own articles I'm and start doing that. Yes. Uh, Amy Spence. I already do it. Goat by Amy Spence. <laughs> Single how? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we get a little glimpse of Lady Beard. Mm-hmm. We get the impression of Lady Beard, and they uh, somebody Bobby steps on Lady Bird's tail, maybe or Dale pe- Dale that's when he's right, he's running screaming out. from the dummy. Right, that's right. Um, Dale smoking in the Hill House. I wrote that down too. That's crazy. I, I don't. How does he get away with this? But it used to be such a a not, normal thing. Not in two thousand one. Come on. That is, it's crazy. It's That's absurd. That's a 70s thing. You would, you would be surprised. <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Dale smoking in the Hill House. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Go outside. Go outside. Gross. And I, you know, I love smoking a cig. I know it's disgusting. I don't do it that often. Um, but go outside. I, um, whenever I go down to visit my, my mom's a smoker and she, mm-hmm. when I grew up, she smoked inside, but uh-huh. you know, for the past 20 years, she's been going outside, but mm-hmm. while she's in hospice, they let her smoke inside, of course. And yeah, it's fuck it. taking me back to a time where I'm just like, oh yeah, you used to smoke inside all of the time uh-huh. and this was normal. And it is such a novel experience now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. To just be in a house where someone's smoking. God. I can't believe it used to be normal. I know. Just a little little quote by um, Hank where I think there were like the guys were all impressed. Like, Bobby, how are you like throwing your voice kind of thing? And <laughs> Hank's just like, he's using show business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bill was just like, how did you do that? <laughs> and, and Hank's just like, he's using show business. <laughs> okay. I bet you didn't know that was part of it. Yeah. I love, of course, the the whole scene with Dale where he's like, Octavio has to be taken out. He needs to be eliminated. And he <laughs> reaches into his like glove compartment and you think he's going to go for the gun, but he grabs like a spiral like notepad <laughs> and he starts writing it. Dear Octavio, this is the hardest letter I've ever had to write. <laughs> I wish I could read that whole letter. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's Dale's Dear John to Octavio. <laughs> it's so good. Dear John. It's so good. Um, I did gag when I watched Dale shove the bandana into his own mouth. You did? Yeah, that's disgusting to me. Like, I have a pretty bad gag reflex. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, that's how I used to sleep with my blankie when I was a kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, okay. Gag reflexes is worse in the morning. Like, there's never not a time where I almost puke when I brush my teeth. Wow. Nighttime, no problem. Morning Morning, is worse, yeah. uh, uh, Literally the other day, 
I made myself gag so hard and I immediately threw up. <laughs> and so I, I just could I couldn't stop laughing because the sound that I made when I gagged, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Can you reenact it? <laughs> I'm going to try. Just like. <laughs> I like that you lean right into the mic to make I, that sound. Because that's what I felt like. And then I just was like, oh, oh my God. And then I started brushing my teeth again. And then all of a sudden I was just like. <laughs> I immediately started and I was like shocked by it I was truly taken aback by it I was like oh oh my god and then I was like all right I'm gonna be okay and then two seconds later I was like no here we go again yeah it really wakes you up in the morning but I always have to do my makeup after I brush my teeth oh brush your teeth before I even get in the shower because if I'm gonna puke I'm not taking a shower again. No, no, no. Yeah. And you get so sweaty. <laughs> oh, it was bad. It was bad. Anyway, so yeah, it really freaked me out when Dale shoved that in his, in his mouth. It was very gross. <laughs> it was later in the day. I guess, but even still. Ooh, see? Ooh. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so let's see. You know, we only got a little bit of the popper, Mr. Popper. I but know. But he was an amazing Mm -hmm. what a great character and when he was saying he's like you know i invented the windshield sound or like so or the wind wipers like every and he just kept going every once in a while he'd throw like a w a labial sound there where he'd be like (laughs) 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 he just kept on going too so good also, there was like, I, I don't know if maybe I'm just thinking that this was dark and it wasn't actually like a dark line, but when Bobby goes back to him to be like, do you ever feel like, you know, the audience didn't care about you? It was all about Chip, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh yeah, you know, I tried, you know, going out on my own and nobody cared. And he was, and he said something about like, after my second cry for help, yeah. okay. which, okay, is that? Yeah. An unalive. I think that, yeah, it sounds <laughs> like, like a ve- very self-harming. Yes. Like, um, I was like, oh my God. I know I didn't like touch on that part in the retelling, but he goes, you know, he's, Bobby is feeling like, I think my dad likes this dummy more than me. Right. What do I do? So he goes back to see Mr. Popper. And first of all, he goes into his room and he looks around and there's nobody there. Yes. And then this man <laughs> Jumps out from behind a curtain, thinking that Bobby's a nurse stealing more of his stuff. Yes, he's like, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> that's when he goes to see him. And then, yeah, he like makes that comment like, yeah, Chip gets all the glory and what, like after my second cry for help. Right, which I was like, oh my God. I know, that really struck me. <laughs> I know, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and then immediate, and then immediately after that, he's like, all right, get out of here. And he throws like a cufflink on the floor to like bait uh, one of the nurses. Yep. And then you see his terrifying outline in in the curtain. And he was just like, I'm going to catch that thieving slut. Yes. This guy, what the fuck? I was not cool with that part either. He's, I know. But, he's out of his mind. And the thing is, is like, I remember we laughed so hard with the like the guy in the uh, the Davy Crockett, whatever, that episode where he was just like, get your hands off me, you gutter slut. Because she's just like, ha, dad. You know? 
But this woman is, or this nurse, I'm assuming woman, is she's not there to defend herself and be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. What a freak. He's clearly out of his mind. It is, is. It is a funny moment because. Yeah, it is. I rewatched it. Bobby walks into that room and he like pans. The, you see a shot of him panning the room. Right. And I was looking at the curtains and I was like, can you see his feet poking out from underneath? You don't see his feet at all. And then Bobby's just like, oh, I guess he's not here. And then all of a sudden you see this man behind a curtain, his feet sticking out. And he's just terrifying. like, gotcha. Terrifying. It's all I terrifying. Would, if I was Bobby's age, I would shit my pants. If a man came out from behind oh! the curtains. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Thank God I don't have any curtains in this no. apartment. All my curtains are sheer. Ugh. You, I better, see, believe I, you better believe I can see you coming. That's right. Don't forget it. Imagine if he was hiding under the bed. Don't fuck with me. Get out of here. I only just thought about that. I was like, how terrifying would it be to see a man coming out from like. <gasps> he you would... have to stay here tonight. You, okay. have to, you have to stay here tonight. Fine. You're staying here tonight. Because <laughs> nobody can nobody can jump out from you under a bed. They have to like slowly be like, oh God. Ah! Which is which is terrifying. terrifying. Like somebody has to be really determined to crawl out from underneath. Like, first of all, get under a bed. You have to be determined to get under there. You have to be so flat too. Right. And like then to crawl yourself out, claw, claw. I can't fit under my bed. I've tried. Oh no, there's no way. I would never even be able to get past my ass. There's no way. No. I would, if I saw somebody crawling out from underneath my bed, what I would like to do is stomp on their head immediately. Guaranteed. Yeah. But I feel like I would be too scared to actually do it. Like I would be in full panic mode and I would just like freeze. I would try to jump like 20 feet off of the bed. <laughs> I would be afraid of, through the door. I would be, I used to practice that when I was a kid because I was always afraid of things yeah. under the bed. Oh yeah. And so I would stand on the very edge and leap as far as I could. Yep. I used to leap towards my bed from the door, from the door. I used yes! to take a fucking running leap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why is there an under the bed? Why? Give me one we of those. We need to get rid of those. Give me one of those beds that yes, has the drawers. The drawers. But now there's going to be some terrifying tiny person who can fit in the drawer. Well, I always thought like a highly skilled tiny assassin. Yeah. That would be able to fit into one of these is too important to kill me. That's true. Why I, would they Why would they even bother? They would, they would be used for somebody more important. Exactly. They're being, you know, contracted to kill a head of state. If they kill thing. me... They have the wrong person. You've wasted your time. Yeah. You've wasted your time and your talents at cramming your body into a small drawer. A little drawer, yeah. Yeah. If, I'd anyway. rather be killed by a <laughs> tiny person than a large person. Sure. I would rather not be killed by anyone, but... But if you had to pick. Yeah, big A people, tiny, yeah, like... Small. A tiny, agile, skilled person versus a big idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine it would be faster with the agile. I think so. They just, they don't want a big mess. They just want right. it quick and efficient. Get in, get out. Yeah. Get yeah. it over with. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm just like, is this my cat? How cute? Whatever. <laughs> oh, precious. By the time I realize what's happening, I'm dead. It's no big deal. Yeah, right. And we've, we've come back to, <laughs> it's no big deal if you die. <laughs> I'm not scared. We're, we're okay with it. <laughs> Unless you're crawling out from underneath the bed, and then, then I'm not okay with you that. You better be tiny. You better, you better be fucking so small. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay, I got two more things. I don't know. I just 
this is another one of those lines that's just so good where Hank is, he's building chip number two. And he's like, hey, Peggy, you know the hair we always find in the drain? Oh. You don't just throw that out, do you? <laughs> Wait a minute. Bill, he, Bill, he has bags of hair at his house. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk about gagging. Talk about gagging. Get out of here. It's so fucking gross. Of course he has bags of hair at his house. I bet he sleeps on them. Oh. I bet, I bet he piles them up and sleeps on them like a little rat. Bill? Yeah. He sleeps on piles that are still attached to his body. <laughs> Gross. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Last one. And it's, I love that it's like made as like a sweet moment, but also a nice little dig at Bobby. <laughs> Where, uh, you know, he makes the Bobby dummy, right? And he's like, oh my God, these are my short pants from when I was three. And he's like, well, I don't know, Dad. Short pants don't really belong on a football field. And Hank goes, that's okay, son. Neither do you. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. It's true. He's right. It's okay. You don't belong on one. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So, Jackie, those were mine. Mm -hmm. Give me yours. All right. If I didn't take all of them. No, 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 no. Um, all right. Well, first of all, I just want to say that Pamela Adlin is top tier this episode. I mean, she's Definitely. always top tier, but her doing Bobby's voice, doing Chip's voice is yeah. awesome. And it sounds painful. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It sounds like a lot of strain. Yes. Ow. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. Um, I wrote that I love a skittish Dale, and he's so skittish this episode. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he is ready to fight at any moment. Or run away. Oh, right. Yeah, true. Run away. We see him running away. We see him jumping over fences. <laughs> he's making all kinds of sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then drugging himself to pass out. <laughs> Which, I get that. I wrote, cringe, dummies are gross when Hank chest bumps Chip barf. <laughs> I also made a note about Dale's dad. Mm -hmm. So this Mm -hmm. is the second time we see Dale's dad and he's both times, I think technically are flashbacks and both times he's depicted as this kind of intimidating figure. Yeah. And then when we meet him later on, it's maybe not quite the same as that image. Right. And I know people have talked about that. Right. Um, So that'll be interesting to touch back on when we actually get to mm-hmm. Dale's dad's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote Dale smoking inside Pink's house. is gross. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I read that um, during Dale's birthday flashback, a substitute song is sung because Warner Music claimed to own the copyright to Happy Birthday and the producers wanted to avoid royalty fees. So they sing the same song they uh, sung in the last episode. Someone's got a birthday, I wonder Oh, interesting. So there's a flashback to Dale's childhood birthday party, and all the kids are singing that song. Wow. Yep. You know, I've always heard about that, how, like, Warner Brothers has the rights to happy, the happy birthday song. How? It's in public domain now. But that was only recently. Because I remember hearing about it on the news. Right. Like, that seems so strange. That song seems like it... 
should be a universal thing, right? Somebody made some good money off that. Warner Brothers. Well, I think it was originally written by like a couple of sisters. That's so weird to think that song has just never just that hat. That song feels like it's just always existed since the dawning of time. Yeah. Dawning, dawn of time. The dawning of time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It says it was composed in 1883 by Patty Hill and Mildred Hill. So a couple of hills. A couple of hills. Yeah. Ah, all right. There's just one quote by Peggy in the beginning when she's in bed with Hank. It doesn't have anything to do with anything, but she's reading magazine. She's in bed with <laughs> Hank and she's just like, Hank, what is it about models that rock stars find so attractive? <laughs> I love that he just doesn't answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, when Hank and Bobby... And Bobby as Chip are watching mm-hmm. golf. I think Bobby's throwing, like he did the same thing with baseball. He's throwing at all these stats. Oh, no, it's when they go to, when Hank goes to play golf. And right. Bobby as Chip is just like, oh, like keep your arms straight or do this or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, golf stuff. Right. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> golf stuff. You know, regular right. golf stuff. Right, Birdies. Yes, and such. <laughs> And Hank is just like, how'd you learn so much about golf? And Bobby's like, I've seen Happy Gilmore 50 times. And then Hank's like, I hate Adam Sandler. And then Mm. Chip, Bobby S. Chip is just like, yeah, he's all poo poo jokes, like taking the side of Hank. Like, you don't have to work blue to be funny. Oh my God, I think I only have one quote left, actually. Mm. This is, I love this quote. It's after um, Hank builds, he makes that dummy for Bobby that looks Mm -hmm. like Bobby. Mm -hmm. And Bobby, he puts it on his hand and he's doing the voice of it. And only this time he's making it more his own voice. Mm -hmm. And he's, as the dummy, he's just like, Hey, isn't Iron Chef on? <laughs> and Bobby's like, yeah, let's go watch Iron Chef. And Hank's like, you know, the Rangers are playing the Yankees right now. And and uh, the dummy is just like, Iron Chef, Iron <laughs> Chef. And Bobby's like, Iron Chef, sorry, Dad, it's two against one. And Hank's like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that this, for, like, he's got this dummy for two seconds. The first thing it's, it says is like, let's go watch Netflix. <laughs> I love that ending too, where Hank's just like, hey, Peg, it's me and my two sons. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's just still Hank. Like, uh. <laughs> I do like at the end when that uh, the dummy is held up to one of mm-hmm. um, Dale's cameras and it freaks him out. And then it cuts to Bobby and the dummy and Hank outside of Dale's house. And they were just like using the dummy to scare Dale. And I'm pretty sure Hank says, Bobby's, you were right. This is fun. But he says, Bobby's? Bobby's. Oh, like that's plural. So funny. I've never, I didn't hear that. Bobby's, you were right. This is fun. Oh, or so- something like that. It was oh, really sweet. It. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh. So that's pretty much all I have. And of course, we have a famous guest star. Mm-hmm. And it is. Tom Poston playing the part of Jerry Popper. First of all, I looked up on King of the Hill wiki and it describes Jerry Popper as um, 
Jerry Popper is a character that appeared in Now Who's the Dummy and later in Manger Baby Einstein. Oh, wow. That's a later, much later episode. So let's keep our eyes peeled for him. Mm -hmm. He survives. He is a ventriloquist and the former owner of Chip Block All-American. He also doesn't like living at Garrity and Sons Nursing Home due to a nurse who keeps stealing everything that belongs to him. (laughs) Allegedly. And so that is that part is played by John Poston, most notably of the New Heart show. He played George Utley. But he's also been in other things like Chris. Like if you see him, you just know his face. He's been in Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. He's been in Mark and Mindy. Looks just like him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The character is very much in his likeness. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was so funny on the New Heart show. Uh, very dry mm, perfect. very good so that's pretty much all i have oh very good thank you so listener comments listener comments i don't think we have a song oh okay do we i don't know let's pause and take a look at our voicemail okay all right so we don't have another uh listener comment song but we do have voicemails so i'm gonna play this one because i think it's really funny <laughs> really? it's a good one it's a good one here we go you know what i just realized i will never hear another huey lewis song for the first time <laughs> the sadness in your voice was i will never hear another huey lewis song for the first time <laughs> well, that that was a quote by Khan, right? Yeah, that's a good one. What, epi- what episode? Oh, I think it's Manic Con Day. I think maybe. It's Ooh. one of the very, very last ones. And we find out that Khan is diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Oh my God, I don't even remember that. Because I don't think that was actually aired. It was... Nuh-uh. Yes, it's like one of the last episodes in the very last season. Oh my God. I think it was supposed to be one of the last ones in the last season, but... Fox had canceled King of the Hill. So they aired that episode where Bob, to Sirloin with Love, and I think. Oh my God. And it's the one where Bobby like learns all about me. And when we see like everybody comes out for like a big barbecue at the very end and it's very sweet and it's very much like this is the ending. And that's when everybody finds out that uh, Boomhauer was a Texas Ranger. He's not, but anyway. He is! He's not. He's not yet. That guy is not a Texas Ranger. He's Maybe not. at the very end. I, I don't believe he is now. Mm. I believe that he becomes one later on because there's no way! There is no way that guy is a Texas Ranger. Anyway, so I think that was the last officially aired episode of King of the Hill to Sirloin with Love and then Manic Conde was supposed to be like the next couple of few ones for the there was like I think two or three more after that. They didn't air and they did not air. <gasps> but wow. they're on Hulu. All right. So right off the bat, I see a quote by some tribe and it says, "Wait a minute, Bill has bags of hair at his house?" <laughs> um and then some tribe some tribe also says, you know, that hair we always find in the drain, you don't just throw that out, do you? <laughs> uh, here's another one that is relevant to what you said, Jackie. That one Cade says, Pamela Adlon doing a Bobby voice, doing a voice of a mini Bobby is my favorite thing. 
with a goat. <laughs> Wait, little feral cowboy says windshield wiper noise noises. <laughs> and Shaka Yo says <laughs> I'm glad everybody else liked yeah. that too. <laughs> and uh Katie Milady says, Iron Chef, Iron Chef. <laughs> so does hi guys, I'm Brie. <laughs> also disgrunt did you say disgruntled toaster? I don't think so, no. I was the first one to do windshield wipers. <laughs> by Delarius, uh two by Delarius. Uh, Delirious says, Chip creeps me out. Agreed. Mm. Delirious also says, is this the introduction of Octavio? I believe it is. I get, apparently so. Mm-hmm. Apparently so. <laughs> Meg Dowdle says, as a kid, I was also afraid of creepy dolls. So to be honest, Dale did nothing wrong. <laughs> he could right? have been less serial killery about it. Yeah. He didn't need the chloroform. He didn't need to gag and bound a <laughs> doll to a wood chip, like to a block of wood and then put it through a wood chipper. But it was creepy. <laughs> oh, man. Hi, guys. I'm Brie also says, Iron Chef, Iron <laughs> Chef. Uh, young Lord Neruda says, Portuguese cork. <laughs> So fancy. Uh, Charlie underscore Mize says, watching you up on that stage for a moment made me forget that the nurse stole my watch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Bender's Redemption says, I hate Adam Sandler. Yeah, he's all poo-poo jokes. Ryan Film Lover says, you wouldn't punch someone who's unconscious. <laughs> right when Dale chloroforms himself. Oh, you know what? Uh, Five Star Man says the only time we ever see Dale's mom. And I, that's true. I saw that. Isn't that wild? Yeah. I love her beehive. I know. She looks amazing. Yeah. Arches Higher Alice says, is this why Dale created Dale's dead bug? Because of his mean father bug? Well, that is a very good question and a very prominent fan theory that we're going to have to get into during a rodeo of my own, which is the episode with Dale's dad. I know. I can't wait for that one. Arbitrary and delicious. Octavio must be gotten rid of. Dear Octavio, this is the hardest letter (laughs) I've ever written. (laughs) I just love it. I love it. His Dear John letter. <laughs> Bug Cider says, The Gribbles seem to be a piano family. Wonder if Johnny Hardwick influenced that a bit. I bet. Yeah, he he plays piano. He, plays, he does? Yeah. He has a whole YouTube I, with him playing piano and songs. And he also does like a Dale Gribble podcast. You know what? I bet. Wait, what? Yeah. Why aren't we on it? Uh, Why isn't he on our podcast? Because so we're scared. too scared. Way too scared. Yeah. Way too scared. Way too scared. <laughs> okay, here's my <laughs> here's my last one. And I I did not catch this one. This one's really good. Uh, Jake's Always Baked says, uh, well, it's 4 p.m. I'll let you get ready for dinner. That's <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. That's a really good one. Uh, and my last one by Zach underscore Valentine 17 says ventriloquist dummy scared the shit out of me as a kid. 
and a little as an adult. And I feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, scary. Mm. You know what, everybody? Excellent listener comments. Thank you so much. Preesh, we love you. Um, so we're going to get into trivia. That's the last part. It's uh, the last part. That's, that's <laughs> all that's left. Somebody sounds rough. <laughs> okay. Well, my birthday is tomorrow. Thank you. Please and thank you so much. It's in like 30 minutes. Yeah. Well, well, I got to get my digs in before your birthday. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll take them. I'll take them. I'll take them. <laughs> all right. You want to go first? Sure. Since it is your birthday. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Amy. Mm-hmm. Who was the last person to pitch 30 winning games in one oh, year? No, I do not have this. And I knew that I should have wrote it down. <sighs> I have no clue. It is Denny McLean. He was playing for the Detroit Tigers and he won 30 games in the year of 1968. That's impressive. And um, how many years did he get for pension fraud? Eight. Yes. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's kind of a broad question. Pension fraud. Bummer. What does Hank hate? Adam Sandler? Yeah. Yeah. I'm also (laughs) accepting infield singles. Oh, my God. I would have never, ever remembered that one. (laughs) What is an infield single? When you hit an infield and then you can only get one base. Oh my God. (laughs) I think you're right. Look at you. That sounded like a foreign language to me. I don't know where that came from. I was possessed. So I I looked it up and it said um, an infield hit is when a base is hit on a ball that does not leave the infield and a single is when the batter reaches the first base without the help of an intervening error or attempt to put out another base runner. So I think it's basically like Jesus. somebody who hits a ball that doesn't leave infield and they just auto- like and, instantly they get make there. it to first base. Yeah. yeah, they get there without any issues. <laughs> That's, yeah. Okay. Um, and then- I'm going to count that as a... One for me. Oh, 100%. <laughs> so you have two already. And then the last one I have is in the very beginning, Hank and the guys are watching a golf game and they're watching a gentleman putt. How many feet must he putt? Fuck. Nine? Twelve. Damn. And Damn that's it. it. All right. Well, very good. You got two. I, like, that's very good. That was Those were unex- tricky ones. That was unexpected. All right. So I think I have maybe three. Okay. So first one, Jackie. How much does Dale pay Octavio to kill Chip Block? All right. All together. All together. 60. Yeah. Okay. $20 today, $20 when it's done and $20 for supplies. I'm embarrassed how long it took me to count that up. It's like 20 (laughs) and then that's 40. (laughs) Okay. All right. What is the name of the theater chorus group that Bobby gets the lead for? Oh, um, the, I don't know. 
The Nursing Home Follies. Oh! <laughs> so we got one. You got one. All right. Now, what is the name given to the phobia of human-like objects? Okay. I'm going to sit in my chair and... And squeak. squeak. Of course, while I try, it's not going to do it. There we yeah. go. <laughs> no, um, I swear it was my chair that farted. It wasn't me. Um, Personophobia. You know what? That's very fair, but no. Okay. It's automatonophobia. Oh, automatonophobia. So I kind of went on a little bit of a deep dive. Just This will be quick because this is already long. Okay. All right. Atonatomophobia causes an automatic, uncontrollable fear response to human-like figures. The sight or thought of these human-like figures can trigger anxiety for some people. And then pediophobia, pediophobia is a fear of dolls and is a related phobia. Oh my God. And so I was like, okay, but what is this thing? So then I got into like, yeah. so people like get freaked out by wax figures Okay. Yeah. Dolls. Wax figures are scary. Ventriloquist dummies. <sighs> um, anything that kind of resembles a human in some sort of way. And it's usually because some sort of event like Dale happened in your childhood, probably with like, maybe you watch a scary movie like Chucky when you were younger. Yeah. And it freaked you out. And then I got into like, well, okay, but what's the difference between that and Uncanny Valley? Which Uncanny Valley- It's a salad it, dressing. Well, <laughs> And it's delicious. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Uncanny Valley is when there's like a like robotics or CGI that looks incredibly human-like, but just not enough to the point where it tricks you. It's just enough to where people are like, something's freaking me out about this and I don't know why. Oh. You, you kind of know that it's CGI or it's... Or it's like a deep fake or it's a, like some sort of robotic that's like made to be super humanoid. But there's just something about it you that is not hum- like human. There's It's not natural, but you can like sense, you know, I was. It's threatening and I think it's because of the eyes. So anyway, I went on kind of a deep dive with that. I've always been interested in like Uncanny Valley and all that fun stuff. So I thought it was interesting that like the doll thing and ventriloquist dummies and all of that still kind of relates back to Uncanny Valley and androids and like things that are human-like, but they're not. Just enough to freak you out. I'm freaked out by that whole topic because those things are freaky. Yeah. They're going to rule us all. Just so you know. When it, Anything so, with enough, a face is yeah. freaky. Yeah. They're going to rule us all. They're going to, we're going to program them to only do right and wrong. And then they're going to have inherent biases. And then we're all going to fucking die. They're going to kill all that of us. Looks, they're all going to be like, it's going to be like the, the Santa Claus from Futurama. Who's like, all of you are bad. You all die. Oh yeah. He's evil. <laughs> it's uh, any, right though. <laughs> anything that looks like the real version of what it is but isn't is scary like um i've had a what is it i've had a squash in front of my house i decorated (laughs) it (laughs) i decorated it at halloween i put some eyes on it that's not what i was expecting what's that thing a squash squash (laughs) and it's been in front of my house i put eyes and eyelashes and a mouth on it to make it look like 
a scary gourd at Halloween. And and it just has lasted so long. And only recently I noticed it getting soft. So I picked it up. I took its <laughs> I took its eyes and mouth off and I just threw it into a bush. And as it decays, it becomes more and more obscene. It just looks like a, a cock and balls. It just gets limper and limper and free. I'm just like, now I'm going to have to go into that bush and get it. Talk about Uncanny Valley. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> there's nothing behind those balls. There's I'm nothing. There's you. no soul. There's no soul. It's looking right at me. It's freaking me out. Hole to hole. I'm looking right at it. I'm telling you. I'm going to send you a picture. Uh, please do. <laughs> okay. So that's it. All right. That's the episode. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for sticking around. Thank you. Uh, hope you have a wonderful week day month we'll see you whenever we get the chance to come back again send us your your songs Mm -hmm. at hello at hoyapod.com or you can sing it into the voicemail at 386-530-3876 and um yeah and and just you know send us stuff mail us stuff and Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. we love you we love you and thank you and thank you and until next time Vaya con Dios.